Hello, and welcome to The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. Welcome to the 46th episode of The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. My name is Patrick Arias, and it is my pleasure to be your tour guide as we sit here and go over the most entertaining sports action taking place this weekend. We know sports are canceled, sports are postponed, sports are on a pause. We still found a few things to discuss, and we hope that you think they're interesting as well. Andres, take it away. That's right, Pat. My name is Andres Ramirez, and I am your penny-pinching quarantine saving machine. Look, there's nothing going on right now. It's awful. This has actually been a month since we've been quarantined. I'm still working, so but I, still, I can't go anywhere. It doesn't matter. I'm an essential. I'm outside. It's all great, folks. But I miss, I miss, dealing, I miss dealing with people. I do. It's crazy. But we do have a great show for you tonight. We're actually going to allow you guys to be in our mindset tonight. We're going to throw us a lot of couples of different scenarios, some hypotheticals, some things that we would do if we were running the show. Right, Pat? Andres texted me earlier today, and he's like, I want to talk about what we would do if we were the commissioners of each league. Um, and Andres, I told um, the lovely Diana, she asked me, what does Andres want to do on the show? I said, he wants to um, kind of tell everybody how he would have responded to the COVID-19 crisis. So I think, babe, I think Andres has something to say. Do you, Andres? No, I, I, I always got things to say. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get into all that. We're going to discuss all that after a quick message from our sponsor. The first topic for discussion, Andres touched on it. I think it was either last week or two weeks ago. Andres, as we all know, the XFL went bankrupt. Um, they filed for bankruptcy. All the employees, I guess they got laid off um, collecting unemployment, most likely. And um, we were talking about the XFL, and you said when the XFL comes back, if it ever comes back, that the best XFL team should replace the worst NFL team for the upcoming year. Is that pretty much what you were trying to say? Yeah, that's correct, Pat. So the system's already in place for soccer and it's it's delegation. It's also known as regulation delegation. So uh, it's like a promotion. So if you're in the if you're in the bottom well in soccer in the European leagues, if you're in the bottom five um, in the league, you get sent down to the second division. And then the top five from the other league, from the second division, moves up to the first division. So, for the example, for the NFL, if you're the worst team in the league, I don't know who. I don't even who has who has the last pick or the first pick of the drafts, right? Arizona? No, who has it? Cincinnati Bengals. So, if the Bengals, for example, since they're the worst team, they would be knocked down and they would be, you know, uh, regulated to the XFL. And let's say it would have been the Houston Roughnecks. Yeah, Roughnecks who would have won the league, presumably, they would have been the team that would have been promoted um, to the NFL. I would have liked to see it. You would have had two teams in the, in Houston. That would have been cool and fun to watch. I think it also gives a lot of um, pride to the Houston Roughnecks, for example, or the, the, the lesser team to play in a bigger arena and stadium. And why not? We all want the dogs to win, right? We're always rooting for, for the, the less fortunate. Let, let, let us shake shit up, you know what I mean? And same thing with hockey or any other sport. So I think if you're the worst 
two teams in the league, you should be punished. You shouldn't be rewarded with the number one pick. So wait, wait, wait. Is it with the the worst two teams or the worst team? Because that's a big difference to me. For two teams, I don't. Yeah, for right now, just the worst team. Okay, so the Bengals would have drafted Joe Burrow, right? Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me that they still keep their draft and then Joe Burrow has to play in the XFL? No, 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 no. So Joe, Joe Burrow wouldn't – look, it's not a hostage situation, right? The Bengals would, would get the number one pick, for example, in the XFL because they're the newcomers, but the Houston Roughnecks would have been the first pick of the draft because they're the newcomers, right? So their pride, their, their reward for winning the championship in, their, in the other football league is the first pick. Of the draft. So as long as they aren't the worst team in the NFL, they won't. Joe Burrow will not have to play in the XFL. Again. Correct. But what if they are? Then he's screwed. Why? Would, but why would he though? Because if he's Joe, the one that makes the contract, he's the one that gets to sign with whomever he wants. If I were Joe Burrow's, I would tell the XFL to kick rocks. So, but I would sign and hopefully get picked up by an NFL team. I'm just trying to figure out how the draft would work if they were to make this switch because it seems complicated to have somebody get drafted right out of, you know, let's use Joe Burrow, for example. It seems complicated to have him get drafted to the Bengals because they were the worst team in the in the NFL, and then his rookie year he plays in the XFL. No, 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 no. Joe Burrows would not go to the XFL. Joe Burrows would be only in the NFL, but the Houston Roughnecks would get their number one pick. In what? In the NFL. In the NFL draft. But they're an XFL team. I don't get it. But they're the champions of the XFL team. And they're the ones that they're lower market. You'd want a big-name team or a big-name you know, signee player to come to a smaller market to like build your franchise. Joe Burrow is still going to be the franchise quarterback. So if your, role, if your role was implemented, let's just say your role has already been implemented, this means um, that next season – Joe Burrow would get drafted by the Houston Roughnecks. Correct. Okay. And then Joe Burrow is... Unless someone else trades up, which they're allowed to. Okay, but then Joe Burrow is... Let's just stick with this. And Joe Burrow is a rookie quarterback for the Houston Roughnecks, and they have the worst record in the NFL. So in year 2022, Joe Burrow is playing in the XFL. No. Well, yeah, technically, yeah. But here's the thing, though. Would Houston even pick up Joe Burrows in the draft? No, because they have P.J. Walker, who just proved himself to be the best player MVP okay. in the XFL. I'm, well, all I'm saying is I feel really bad if you work your entire life and you end up getting drafted like that to the XFL somehow, some way. In your second or third year uh, in the NFL, you get kicked down to the XFL because you got drafted by a, a crappy team. But let's say Joe Burrows, if that if he's that good of a player, right? Mm-hmm. He should be able to help his team in the XFL win the championship his second year, and then earn the spot to go to the NFL as a team. Hey, look, you had plenty of players before who who played in the U- United States Football League back in the '90s, right? And then went on to the NFL. Steve Young was a product of that. Warren Moon played in the Canadian Football League before the NFL. So Kurt Warner played in the fucking Arena Football League. I mean, look, you're gonna find your your way in if you are determined. Mm. I'm not. I don't. If you're a player and a gamer, it doesn't matter, right? Someone will sign you, and if you deserve to be in the NFL, you'll you'll find a way. 
maybe maybe succeed in the XFL for everyone. Look at PJ Walker, right? Okay, so he, your 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 recommendation or your your shift is is mainly something that everyone's just gonna have to have to know. Like you're gonna have to know this that no matter how good you are in college, um, at any given point, even when you're 12 years into the NFL, you can get kicked out for one season and you have to earn your way back. Yeah, because it's a team, right? Collectively. My God, that would be crazy to get how used to. How competitive would it be, though? No one want to be. No one would want to be dropped down. It's interesting. No, I, I totally understand what you're saying now. I just couldn't wrap my couldn't wrap my head around the fact that you know you get drafted number one overall, and then two years later you're back in the XFL. But this is just going to have to be something that you would implement as the commissioner. It would the, it would end with you, and you don't want to hear any sob stories from anybody. That's what you're saying. Correct. Because <laughs> you know what that's like. Hey, this is the way life is. No one, you know, if you're good at if you're good at it, you're good at it. If you're fucking not good at it, then you better adjust. Oh, damn, that would suck, dude. People would be fighting in the locker rooms because, you know, they're going to catch people slacking off. Okay, so that's an interesting that's an interesting take. Um, it's an interesting point of view. I'm not surprised that you would say something like that. Um, are you ready for the second topic, speaking of being in charge? Oh, Pat, I'm always fucking ready. You okay. know that. I'll, I'll lead it off. I'll lead off the conversation of what should baseball do. So um, baseball was about two weeks away from completing spring training, and all of a sudden COVID-19 kind of you know just struck, took, took the world by storm, and it, it single-handedly started shutting down all major events, even concerts at the park movie theaters, shopping malls, and of course, professional sports. Um, I had just gotten back from spring training on dress. Um, and then like 10 days later or eight days later, this big old announcement came out about COVID-19. And I got to tell you, I, I don't know why they um, shut down spring training completely. Because you know what they're trying to do? They're saying, oh, well, maybe they should play double headers in Arizona to make up for lost time. They have the the ballparks in Arizona. They have the space to, you know, have 10, 12 teams use this as their division, blah, 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 blah. They had the infrastructure, but my whole thing from the, from the get go was they've always had that kind of setup. They've always had a lot of stadiums in the, the general area and they were all already there when this outbreak happened. So I think that they should have shut down for 14 days and every player and coach and any family member that was going to stay, yada, 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 anything like that, they would have had those 14 days to figure it out. You know, like let's take Mike Trout, for example. Mike Trout would be like, hey, guys, I'm stuck in Arizona because of COVID-19. I can get you guys all out here right now, but we have to live together for we don't know how many months um, probably seven months, maybe five months. But if you guys all come out here, we can get a place and we could live here. And then the baseball players um, could have resumed activities 14 days later with or without whoever was supposed to be with them. Does that make sense to you or no? Kind of, sort of. Um, I see what you're getting at. I don't agree with the double headers. I think it's stupid. 
I don't uh, during the, the time in crisis. Currently, where we're at, right? Well, hold on. No, I'm not talking about the. I'm not talking about the solution of the double headers. I'm talking about when this all happened, right? Can you imagine it was you? Let's pretend you're the athlete, right? Yeah. And you have money. You have plenty of money. It doesn't matter to right. you, money. And right. you find out that there is a virus going around, and you have to quarantine for 14 days. But you have, let's say, you have five days to get your loved ones and your friends out there to be with you. And they have to know that they're going to have to hang out at your house that you have for rent or, you know, they have to be with you for months on end. Wouldn't that be better to have everyone stay there? People can make the decision if they're going to go meet them down there, if it's their family member, like a husband or, you know, a wife or the fathers or whatever it is. And it's better than just to let everybody go back to where they live and then they have to come back again because that's now their solution is to have everybody go back to where they first ran away from. I don't know. I don't know if I would want to have my family there, right? Like I, I would treat it as if, if I was on the road, like it was a road game, right? You don't bring your family traditionally on the road, right? doesn't matter because you're always traveling. Yeah. Um, so to me, it'd be a little weird to think that way of like bringing them in because we'll be, you know, a month in and like, this may not work out because could you imagine if you're a ball player and you're used to being on the road, right. And traveling. But that's why I said that. That's why I said that yeah, money, money is of no object. Cause you can rent. A, a, no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want my family there. I would, that would distract me. In a, I wouldn't want in a big house. And you say like, when I go in here, when I go into this room to watch film or when I do this, I don't want anybody bugging me. And they listened to you. You still wouldn't want that. No, no. If I've got kids and stuff and running around, no. Okay, so in a long, to shorten a long explanation, I think that they should have gave the athletes time to react and let the coaches and athletes make the decision if they want their family, their wives, or their kids around them during this time. And I think if they would have did that, it might have been a lot smoother and baseball might still be going on. That's my whole point that I'm trying to make. Yeah, is- no, I, no I, I get that. I see that. I don't know if you leave it up to the players, though, Pat. At the end of the day, it's a business, right? So the owners are the ones thinking, hey, is it worth it? And I don't I don't think as an owner you'd want, well, even whether it's you a lose, player or Because you lose out on so much revenue, right, by letting it all right. happen in Arizona? Absolutely. Okay. Right. But then again, even, even as an owner or even as a coach, I don't have my true fans there either, right? No. So it's it's kind of worth it's pointless for me in that in that regards. I would I would recommend option B too is just they wait until June and they play. Okay, so so right now, so you do the first route or currently where we're at now, you'd wait until June and then Yeah, because they already they already dispersed everybody. Everybody's already home with their family. So I would say, okay, we're gonna wait until so th- this trophy is is being given. Um, by, you know, let's just say the trophy is going to happen by December, by November 30th, the world series is going to be crowned. If the series starts in October, it's going to be crowned by November 30th. If the series start, or if the season starts in August, it's going to be crowned by November 30th. I think they should, whatever it starts back up, that's how long the season is. Even if it is only two months, even though that's going to suck. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, so I agree with you on that. I don't. There's no need to do double headers. I think you're showing the season to maybe what 80 games, let's say 81, or even 60. Yeah, or 61. Like make it odd. Make it an odd number. 61, right? So that way there's no tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't. 
I don't think double headers are they're unnecessary for the season. I think this is always a look, hopefully, look in the direction of changes for the season anyway, because they play 162 games, right? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a lot already. So you know, I'm sure it'll be shortened, and you just you you rest your players and you get the best out of them by only playing one game a day. The whole idea of playing a doubleheader and only seven innings. That's, that, that's, of, that's ridiculous. That's what worries me. The seven innings is what really bothers me because I think that more than anything, that compromises the integrity of the game. And there's, I, I don't know, I not the integrity of the game, but just like the brand of baseball. It's nine innings, and I know that at one point they never thought that we would use instant replay in baseball, and it's doing great and this and that. But there's no need to have 162, like, games worth of tickets sold i mean obviously they want the money and it's really disappointing to see that this is all what it's coming down to when they when they should clearly just shorten the season and figure out how to make more revenue elsewhere yeah no i i get it i yeah it's crazy though it really is crazy but so what would what would what would you do what is your final decision if you were commissioner of baseball on all this if the season were to start, you shorten the season by 61 games, maybe even 51, right? Maybe maybe this will definitely bring back the integrity of the game. The only thing that, that bothers me if you bring it back is that we knew prior that the whole season was going to re- revolve around the Houston Astros, right? And how much they're cheaters and all of, all of that. So maybe by the season being shortened, it distracts. It doesn't the Houston Astros isn't the major story. They're anymore. not. They're not anymore. Right. So uh, I would lower to 61 games. I have nine inning, full innings, right? No double headers unless it gets rained out. But I have to, you got to remember though, the crazy thing, if you were to have the season in Arizona for the heat. Yeah. That's another factor you have to worry. Is yeah. The heat Even in, in May. November. Even in May. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, that's another thing. And those uniforms are probably really hot as it is. It's a it, Arizona is a dry heat, though. It's not like the South yeah. where it's super humid, but it's still yeah. pretty nasty. It's just it's just unfortunate for baseball. Um, they're obviously trying to do some crazy things, sending people back to Arizona for seven inning doubleheaders. Though I don't agree with that. Do you want to hear the third um, the third topic, Andres? I have a I have yeah. a question for you. Um, I want to real quick though. But the, the beautiful thing about the way that the baseball season is happening. We don't see the Dodgers lose another World Series. Not yet. So, yeah. Right. They, they still can somehow. They might figure it out. So I want you to finish this statement. And I um, we created this statement because both of these leagues run on pretty much the same kind of championship and playoff regular season schedule. They mirror each other pretty much identically. So, Andres, the NHL and NBA need to finish, finish their seasons by doing what? Um, you end the season now, today, right? At least in the regular standings. Now? Yeah, you, dude, you have to. We're in, we're in April fifteenth, right? You still haven't gotten clearance to play. The finals are when May June playoffs are May June. Mm-hmm. Actually, playoffs could be starting now. They would have, yeah. Yeah. So, so again, you have to end the season now. Whatever the whatever the standings are, one through eight. That's that's what, who's in the playoffs. And you start the playoffs as soon as possible, whenever you're allowed to. 
and rather and you shorten the playoff system. So rather than a best of seven series, you do a best of five. So the first of three wins up mm-hmm. until you get to the finals. And then you get to the finals, then it'll be, you know, the traditional uh, best out of seven series. So four four wins to, to get you your victory. But wow. that, 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 I mean, you have to. Because if in order for the season to end in, let's say, June, July, let's say July, for example, mm-hmm. you, would need that, you would need that to happen. Well, baseball, I mean, basketball doesn't matter because it's inside of a gym. I mean, that's my only thing is that, like... Well, the gym aspect's not... But you're, you have to travel still, right? You still have to give a uh, home field advantage to each team at some point, right? And to the fans as well. Yeah. Like, we, we know that that fans and having a home court is plays a factor. It may not be a winning factor for whatever reason during that time period, but it does play a factor. Okay, and, so and, and you're also shipping away from the fans who brought you all of it. So yours would be you end the regular season now, and you I'm short in the playoff series. You have to. Yeah, that's that's my that's my call on that. If I was if I was king for the day, commissioner, that's what it would be. Okay, so whenever, what if the NBA doesn't start back up until September? Again. It's playoffs in September. Fast series. Okay, I like that. No, that's that's fast. That's good. I mean, I, I think it makes up for lost time completely. Um, I mean, you can't, you can't just, like, put the season on pause, for example, right now, have, like, a four-month wait, and then, and then restart the season again come fucking October, right? Uh, what I would, this is what I would say, is that um, my suggestion – what I would do is if I was in charge, by the way, I like, I like yours. It's, it's very final. It's very like, you know, as an athlete, you can tell yourself, well, I guess I should have, I guess I should have done better. Or, you know, like you always have to be in a, in a playoff position, so to speak, right. With your mentality, mm-hmm. the way that mm-hmm. you're. So I would say I give them five more regular season games when they return, just five more. And then the playoffs start. Um, now with my rule, the East would virtually be locked because the Magic are ahead of the Wizards by five and a half games. So it kind yeah, of it, 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 it's kind of both of what you're saying and what I'm saying. So the East would be locked, and that's but it. it wouldn't, but it really wouldn't, though. So I guess you would need the five. Five games. Win. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would need it for like a, for like warm ups, for example, like you know pre games, I guess, before the playoffs. But on top of that, though, it would change. The seer, the seedings, right? Like well, whoever had the final record. Or if you're down one game to somebody in the standings, winning three would actually benefit you to get to that higher seed, right, for the playoffs. Exactly. So <clears throat> even people locked in the playoffs already, like you know the Celtics, um, they would still be in a position to catch the Raptors. You know, if you did the five games. Uh, unfortunately, the teams that are five and a half games or below, they don't make it, and you know, maybe better no, better luck next year. Now, where it gets where it gets interesting is the West because if you give them five more games in the West, then that means literally everybody's still alive except for Phoenix, Minnesota, and Golden State. Better luck next year. I'm sorry, I can't help you out. So that keeps everybody in the West alive. And what you're talking about the playoff positioning. So you give them the five games to 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 get everything done. And then I think you do like what you were saying, depending on how long it takes, you either do a three 
or a five-game series, and the only seven-game series should be the finals. And if they're really behind schedule, everything should be a three-game series, and the only you know, seven game or the only five game series should be the finals. That would be, that's my take on everything. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. I mean, it does make sense. We'll see what happens. If, if anything would continue, you know, I, I unfortunately read an article where uh, Andrew Dowdy, the defenseman for the Kings said, hockey season is not coming back. Like that's, that's where he saw everything. And the Kings aren't making the playoffs. So it doesn't really matter. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a blessing in disguise for them. You know that we don't. Nobody wins a championship, and especially with with them being the outsiders looking in. Um, but hey, if it happens that way, then it so be it. It happens that way. Um, I do miss hockey playoffs, though. If there's any playoffs of any sport that I missed, that's definitely that one. So yeah, I was gonna ask you. Out of right now, we're missing baseball, NBA, hockey, soccer. What sport do you miss the most right now? Is it really the hockey? Because right now it'd be playoffs. It'd be playoffs. I think for sure it's hockey. And it's funny um, since since this whole thing about a, a couple of days ago, my brother and I, Rick and I, have been playing uh, NHL hockey on yeah. Xbox. So and I'm like, and I just told, I mentioned the other day, I was like, hey man, I really miss hockey playoffs. Like the hitting, the fans. You can't get up to go to the bathroom because you're you're afraid you're gonna miss something. You know. Mm-hmm. There's no commercial breaks. So we're playing, and it's just like, well, this is the closest thing I got. I'm not doing any stipulations, though, but, you know, I've been beating Rick, so it's, it's been nice. <laughs> what hurt me the most was missing March Madness. Oh, yeah. That yeah. that really hurt me. I mean, because we got deprived of March Madness, and we also got deprived of the conference tournaments. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this whole thing's been a, been a month. And since then, you missed the, the big conference tournaments and that momentum going into the uh, to the tournament, to the big dance. No, I get it. So we have about um, five minutes left on, on this first segment. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, can you answer this in a couple minutes or less? Sure. Does, does MLS, the Major League Soccer League, um, does that get affected at all because of the coronavirus? It had just started. There were two games in. And then it got right. ca- and then it, it just, got canceled. It just started. I think you if you made up a good point that with soccer, unlike any of the other sports, you can play at any se- at any time of the year, right? It doesn't matter the weather; it's, the show must still go on, unless there's lightning on the field. But that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, Pat. Maybe maybe shorten the season, right? You you cut it down to half. Um. And you just pray that your team makes the playoff. But if this were to go on, let's say into November, December, yeah, it would still. I think you could still be able to play. But I think you have to do a shortened season because you have the season, the next season apparently coming up too, right? The time frame of everything. So you don't want it to overlap into the next season. So you have to figure out is it the top four teams that make the playoffs, and how many games do we play for the rest of the year? Okay. I yeah. think it all depends on when it starts. But yeah, you know, I don't I think you're able to continue the season. <laughs> all right. Well, um I agree. I mean, it's it's soccer. The weather is non-factor most of the time because you can play in the rain. Um the Seattle Sounders would probably be affected because of the lightning, like you said, the game has to stop and it's you know, it's gonna rain up there a lot. But 
it's, it's exciting. I mean, the springtime for me, I love playoff baseball. I love the, the October feel of hockey starting, of um, football starting, Major League Baseball playoffs. But my favorite time of the year for sports is the springtime because it's NBA playoffs. It's hockey playoffs. Soccer starts up. Baseball starts up. It, it, you know, the NFL draft is happening, so you still have football going on in the background. March Madness. And, you know, right now as a sports fan, and, of course, the lovely Dana was laughing at me because everything's canceled. And she's like, you really have nothing to watch on. I was like, no, there's there's nothing going on. So um, it, it's sad. But I have one more thing that we can look forward to in the fall that has to do with um, the San Francisco 49ers. And, Andres, I wanted to kind of quiz you for a few minutes. Are you would – you would you be okay with me interviewing after the break, interviewing you for a few minutes? Yeah, I have no problem. I mean, we got nobody else to talk to. So yeah. And, yeah, and it has to do with your Niners. <laughs> so it has to do with your Niners. So when we Perfect. when we come back after this, I'll go ahead and hit you with these questions, okay? And just do me a favor and just pull up the Niners, um, you know, their roster for the upcoming year, and then we can kind of just go from there. Okay. As you all may or may not know, Andres is a huge San Francisco 49ers fan. Andres, how did you become a San Francisco 49ers fan? Pat, I've been a fan since the day I walked into this world. Um, <laughs> my dad was has been a Niners fan since I could remember. Uh, we followed Montana we're through Notre Dame. So we're, as you know, we're big uh, Notre Dame fighting Irish college football fans. So when Montana went to the Niners um, and watched him growing up, my dad, he uh, he loved them. So in my household, it was a Montana household. Saw the Niners win. Saw Montana play in person against the Giants. Um, saw Young. My dad went to the Super Bowl. So, we, you know, we're just big Niners fans. And my kid brother's named Montana after Joe Montana. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're big fans, if you can't already tell. And the other teams around Los Angeles, um, they didn't. I mean, growing up, there wasn't a real a real team, right? We had we had the Raiders for a little bit, and then they jerked us around and went back to Oakland, and then back to you know, they're assholes. So can't, couldn't really follow them. Um, the Rams were playing in Anaheim at the time, mm-hmm. um, and they weren't anything, and then they went over to St. Louis. Um, so we just stuck with the Niners, man. We we would take a lot of road trips to to, to games up there. Growing up, um, I do have a, f- a really cool, funny story about going to San Francisco one day. Do I have time to tell that? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So when I was in the, let's see, I was in the f- fifth grade. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was at St. Dominic's in Eagle Rock. And I was on a basketball, we had just done basketball teams, right? So it was the first team that I ever was actually on, like, drafted, I guess, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, I never really played basketball prior. Like, never did, but, you know, I tri- I, I uh, trained really well, whatever. So I uh, had a good tryout, and I was on the team. So that's – we did – it was in the fall, and football season was – you know, NFL had just started and stuff, and uh, it was a Monday night. The Niners were, were hosting the, the Broncos that night, and uh, it was – someone's oh it, Jer- it happened to be jerry rice's retirement jersey wow oh no sorry it was montana's retirement jersey sorry excuse me it was joe montana's retiring jersey 
at at Candlestick, at Old Candlestick. At halftime. At, at halftime. So my dad picks me up from school, and he goes, and I have basketball practice today, and he goes to the coach, and I don't, I don't know why or what or whatever. And I'm like, Dad, what are you doing here? And he's like, Oh, I got to talk to your coach. All right, cool. Like, this is like, I don't know, I think four o'clock in the afternoon or some shit like that. Um, and he talks to my coach, and he goes, Hey, I'm pulling pulling my son out of practice today. And I remember my coach's face is like, uh, what? Why? He's like, look, we got tickets to the game tonight. <laughs> this is in San Francisco, right? <laughs> We're in LA. He goes, we have to catch a flight right now. I'm taking him out. And my coach is like, well, okay, but like this can't happen again. He goes, dude, this is a Monday night football game. Montana's jersey is being retired. <laughs> like, this is a once in a lifetime. Like, all right, whatever. Yeah, sure, whatever. So my dad's like, hey, we got to go right now. We got to leave. We got to go to the airport. Okay. So we went to the airport. This is pre-9-11, my yeah. dude, right? So we go to LAX. So we go from Eagle Rock to LAX. My mom drops us off. And or maybe perfect. I don't remember. But we we get on the flight. We catch the flight. We fly to San Francisco that day. We, we land. And we see a couple of Bronco fans that are with us or like on the same flight. Mm-hmm. And my dad's like, hey, they're with, they're going to the game probably, right? We talked to him. He's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to the game. Okay. We didn't pack anything. Didn't pack a fucking an ounce of clothing. We just went straight to the game. <laughs> so we uh, we we joined forces with these Bronco fans, and we get the next cab. And we, my dad, I'll never forget. He goes, he goes to the cab driver. He goes, hey, uh, I need you to get to San to the Candlestick Park as fast as you can. And it's rush hour traffic, and he's like. Sir, you know it's rush hour. He was like, I don't give a fuck. I will give you a very large tip if you can get us before kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> and the Broncos fans are with us, like, yeah, yeah, great. So, dude, we flew into San Francisco, and he is just this taxi driver just gunning it the whole way to the to the park. And we fucking he's zooming and weaving, and I'm like, oh my god, are we gonna like fucking survive to get to even watch this game? Mm-hmm. So, we guess is there. We get off. We had just missed kickoff. Oh, that's not bad. No, no, but we had just missed it, right? And like the Broncos fans, like, oh, cool, man, thanks, like whatever. We all split, we, you know, we split it, whatever, and we gave the taxi driver a fucking big tip. We're sitting, we're sitting pretty high up, right? We we didn't care. My dad got the fucking tickets. So it was last minute, and we get there and we we watch the game, whatever. We saw halftime. The Niners blew out the fucking Broncos that day. Jerry Rice had like a great game and shit. Yeah. And we leave Im- immediately, Pat, like right before the game, the game even finished and old candlestick park, you, it was a walk. Like, I mean, it's a walk to get down to, you know, to catch a cab. So we catch the cab. We get back to San Francisco airport. We fly out of SFO. We fly back to LAX. I'll never forget. By the time we got picked up by my mom and by the time we got home, I was able to watch the highlights of that game wow <laughs> so that's that's that story man so yeah that, that's how that's how big of a fan you are how <laughs> <laughs> big of a fan i was to fly to San Francisco, catch a monday night game fly back before the 11 o'clock news to watch the highlights so the reason why i asked to pull up the roster was because you know that deandre hopkins is now playing for the arizona cardinals right and Correct. Kyler Kyler Murray is in his second year, and they still have Larry Fitzgerald, and the they're going to play the Cardinals twice. 
They're going to play the Rams twice, and they're going to play the Seahawks twice. So um, that is a total of eight games, right? Uh, six. Okay, six games. So right. what? What do you think they're going to win all six? Tell me which games you think they're going to lose if they lose this season. What, what major moves have they done um, as a returning NFC champion team? Um, the Niners haven't really done a lot of moves. I mean, we have, we have resigned players, which are great defensively and offensively. We lost a couple of players. Uh, we lost Sanders on the offensive end, which is stupid to the Saints. Um, I think the teams, we, I don't think we lose to the Rams. I think we, we go perfect 2-0. Um, I think we go 2-0 against the Cardinals. I think we just, we split against the Seahawks. They're, they're been our nemesis the last couple of years. It's very difficult to play and to win in Seattle mm-hmm. uh, because of the 12th man. So, yeah, I think we split the series with the Seahawks. But I think we go 5-1 and one in, in the division. And all the defense is returning, right? Right, right. Well, with the exception of, like, one or two players, but it, it's not going to matter. It'll be okay. I think you guys lose to the Cardinals once, and you lose to the Seahawks once. Okay. All right. And that, that could possibly happen. I just don't know if the Arizona Cardinals, with the signing of DeAndre Hopkins, if they will click. You know what I mean? Well, the one game that the one game that I'm saying the Niners lose to the Cardinals is I'm picturing the Cardinals playing the Niners before the Niners play like a really good team and it's a track oh, game. Nice, 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 nice. That's that's my vision. That could possibly happen. And and I think the Seahawks beat the Niners once because they're you know the Seahawks are really good. Now, um, that brings me to. A story. What you were talking about, the Joe Montana. There is a story in my mind that clicked, and um, we can kind of finish off the show by you telling a really fond memory of a retire of a legendary player retiring, and I'll tell you my fond memory. So, um, I'm sure I don't know if you know this, but my sister's one of my sister Valerie, one of her best friends from kindergarten. Her name is Angel, and she's a really good family friend. And her husband, um, his name is Billy, and Billy was a really good quarterback in high school, and he went on to be um, serving the Navy and all that stuff. And they have season ticket um, season tickets to the Lakers, and Angel and Billy were like the best athletes in their high school classes or whatever. And, and it, it's only funny and perfect that they have season tickets to the Lakers and they called me, Angel called me one time at six o'clock on a Sunday night. And she was like, hey, I have two extra tickets um, to the Lakers game tonight. We can't make it. Um, we haven't been able to sell them. Do you want them? I just don't want them to go to waste. And this was back when the Lakers were really bad. Um, it was maybe, it was, it had to have been four, four years ago. Um, about four and a half years ago. And I was like, the game starts in 30 minutes. And I knew it was Sunday night. There wasn't any traffic. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, I, I'll, I'll take them. That's no problem. And she's like, oh, yeah, it comes with parking too. I was like, cool. So I jumped off the couch and I got ready. I got changed, drove down to Staples Center, parked. As I'm walking in, um, I had two tickets. So they hand me 
on two little envelopes, black envelopes, and it's sealed with like a, a gold sticker, like a Kobe Bryant emblem. And I was like, what is this? So we, we get in, sit down, and I open the letter, and it's the same exact day that Kobe Bryant announced his retirement. So nobody knew that he was going to retire. And the day that the, the day that they couldn't make it or whatever, they happened to call me and ask if I just wanted to go just so the tickets didn't go to the waste. And Angel was like, hey, there was two of those things, right? And I was like, yeah. She's like, you can keep one, but we just want the other one. And that was like probably one of the best things anyone has ever given me considering what just happened to Kobe Bryant a couple months ago. He passed away tragically. So that thing is framed in my room. I'm sure you've seen it. It's framed with all my other Kobe Bryant memorabilia. I've been, I've been asking, for, for those who don't know, I've been asking how much you were willing to sell it prior to, to the whole, you know, Corona thing. But even before Kobe died, I've been asking for years, Pat, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to sell it. I have a price now I would sell it to you for. <laughs> I, I have a price now. I got a price. What, what's the price? I'll give you that thing for twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> That's how high you go. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it to you because I'm like, all right, because I was like, Andres has been asking about this Kobe Bryant sign, this letter, for a couple years now, and if I'm gonna sell it, I want to sell it and use that money to help a down payment towards a home. No, that makes sense. Well, hey. That's going to be the most expensive toilet paper you're going to use. It's so funny. Every time, every time I, every time I walk through the door, I'm going to think of you <laughs> and Angel, <laughs> the two people that made that down payment happen. So, um, those are that's my legendary story. And as far as the Lakers go, um, like what you said, Andres, I hope they end the season effectively. So effective immediately. So the Lakers are the number one team going into this entire playoff run. Um, that kind of sums it up for me for the night. We covered all the topics that we had said we would. Uh, Andres, thanks for sharing your Joe Montana memory. That sounds like a um, – it sounds like a great thing that you should maybe try to write out and keep handy just so you have it because that's that's a pretty funny story like all, all around. Yeah, man, it's really – it's super crazy, but – I've been super fortunate and blessed to to have so many great moments in in sporting events. Um, so I've got a whole slew of things, but yeah, that that one stands out because I just made the basketball team, and you know, it was my first real team, and my dad's like, "Dude, I don't give a fuck." We're like, "We got Monday yeah. night football tickets to see a retirement jersey of somebody, and we got to go now." There's no incense or advice. I don't, whatever. <laughs> like, basketball's always going to be there. That was probably, like, your dad's, like, defining moment that he's like, all right, cool, at least, at least I know my son's pretty, pretty, pretty decent if he was willing to go along with this. Yeah, for reals. I mean, that and the fact that, too, and uh, for major sporting, or any sporting event growing up, we we would get tickets a lot for, a lot of, through my dad's law firm and stuff, and, uh, Rick would only want to go to games for two things, to see the mascot and to eat. And once he was <laughs> done eating it, he'd want to leave. <laughs> so, by the third inning of any baseball game, he's like, all right, I'm already done. Let's go. My dad's like, what the fuck? You know, like, no, we're, we're not leaving. 
He's like, no, I, like, I ate, like I saw the mascot or whatever, and we had to go. And so my dad would never want to really take him. So growing up, when my dad would have tickets, and he, he didn't want to take Rick because he knew it would be a pain in the ass, he would take me, but we'd have to lie to Rick. <laughs> and you know, my brother was younger than me, two years or a year and a half. So when I was little and young, my brother didn't really know the concept of time or whatever. So the, my dad would be like, hey, we're, he would tell me, he goes, hey, we got, we got tickets to the Laker game. Or like, hey, we got tickets to the Kings game. He's like, but you can't tell Rick. So we're going to tell Rick that you have a dentist appointment because Rick hates the dentist. Yeah. So <laughs> he would see me leaving with dad and he's like, oh, where are you guys going? How come I'm not going? He's, and dad's like, uh, you, you can't go. He's like, why not? He goes, we're going to the dentist. He goes, oh, I don't want to go to the dentist and I'm staying home. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, all right. But then Rick would never put it in until, until later. He's like, wait, what fucking dentist is open at 8 o'clock at night? <laughs> yeah, I showed up to um, <laughs> I showed up to that Kobe Bryant game. There was about nine minutes left in the second quarter. It couldn't have been, couldn't have been any more perfect. So, um, I just want to take this this second um, to thank the listeners. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Even though there aren't any sports, we came up with some topics that we think um, would be interesting and entertaining. Uh, Andres, thank you again for joining me on the line. Um, you can go ahead and uh, send us off with your farewell. As, as always, Pat, thank you for, for doing this, man. I can't believe we've gone uh, a year into this and, and then some. So it's exciting to be a part of this. Uh, thank you to the listeners. I appreciate it. I know you could listen to anything anybody and anything else as well. Uh, you know, this is great to tell stories. And I think if this Corona continues next week, I think that's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to share some stories. We're going to share some more memorable moments from both of us, whether we attended an event or even our personal history with competing in events. So I think uh, it'll be the first time we'll actually open ourselves up to you guys, but, uh, or at least to get you guys to, to know us better. Uh, do me a favor if you can thank all those that are continually working right now, uh, all essential employees, whether it's uh, in medicine or uh, stocking shelves or keeping the water and the lights on, you know, uh, those who are just doing all, and, and even those who are delivering food to you guys. Right. So in this crazy time, uh, you know, just don't forget where you came from. Don't, don't forget to be uh, humbled and, and be thankful for what you got and uh, drink as much as you can, but don't be driving anywhere. So enjoy, <laughs> have a great week, and uh, stay safe out there.